Hello and welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast, which now includes a specific thread for the Women Into Business Academy. My name is Julie Hogbin, your host on both podcasts, and if you have any questions on anything you hear, please ask, and if you would like a specific topic covered, let me know, and if you like what you hear, please share. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Conscious Leadership Podcast, and what better subject to talk about for conscious leadership than mental health? I've talked about it before, I will probably talk about it again, and this one is around mental health how to look after it for you and others and come out stronger. And one of the things I have learned over many decades of working with leaders and managers and individuals, both in business and out of business, across the public, the private and the entrepreneurial sector, is that our mental health not only affects us, but it also affects those around us. And our mental health can infect them as well as affect them. So us being aware of our own mental health is vital for success of us, of others and whatever business we may be in or thinking about going into. And mental health is a big subject. One in four of the UK population experience an issue enough to report it. And my question or one of my questions is how many do not report and gain support? And with the recent experiences we've all experienced through 2020 and 2021, mental health reports, I'm sure, will raise and will continue to do so for a number of years to come. Trauma can be a while in showing itself. Now, I say that for those of us who are aware and know enough to see it as a strength to obtain support. And another question would be, how many will be aware of the issues enough to not see it as a weakness. Those that see it as a strength to ask will request support either internally from the workplace or through the health sector. And if they are fortunate enough to have the facility within the work or will find support privately. What I do urge is that anybody sees this does get support wherever they get it from. And in the UK where I reside for my international listeners, We do have a national health service who do provide this type of service. And I know the waiting list is long. We also have many charities who support and their lists are growing. And we have organisations with EAPs, employee assistance programmes, and we have many private individuals who provide their services in these fields. And those services privately do not necessarily have to cost a lot of money. Please listen to the entire episode. You're here for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. You've clicked on this for a reason. You've opened it up for a reason. You're listening for a reason. And please, if need be, run this episode on double time. I talk quite quickly anyway, and you'll probably get through it in about 10 minutes on double speed. This this episode is around understanding what mental health is, identifying how it can be seen or recognised, and dealing with it where we come and coming out stronger. I've been working in the stress management field for over three decades, and I know we can predict much of what will happen to folk. And if we can predict, we can prevent, and prevention is always better than cure. This truly is around how do, I, how do we identify the signs and what can we do about it 
to help ourselves and others. So let's first look at what an explanation of men of what is an explanation of mental health. We all have it. We all have mental health. Mental health is not a negative thing. We need it to survive. And for some of us, fortunately, our mental health is good. And it is something that we need to treat as we would our health within our physical body. We treat mental health the same way with love and kindness. Unfortunately, with the stigma attached to it, mental health seems to have negative connotations when people talk about it. It's changing slowly. We're opening up the conversations and we're getting through it, both male and female. And it's associated in, ge in general with problems. And unfortunately, I nearly said that, and unfortunately, the last figures I could find on this, and I do believe it will have gone up, is that it will affect one in around one in four of us in any given year. And that is the reported figures. How many go unreported, as I said at the beginning? And add to that, suicide rates are going up as well. The pressures on us is increasing. Now, whether they're real pressures, created pressures, or something succumbing to life pressures, it truly doesn't matter. Whatever it is that is causing the issue, we need to be able to recognise it and deal with it positively and productively. Every single one of us has a different perception of pressure. We all have different coping strategies. So what affects one will not affect the person standing next to you. And mental health in the main is unseen. So it's 25% of the population. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter what part of the world you live in. 100% of the population have mental health and 25% of the population experience the negative impact of mental health. We all have it, as I've said, and in most cases, it is ours to maintain. We have a choice about how healthy we are, both physically and mentally. It is an absolute combination of many, 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 many things it's a complex subject, how your brain works, how will, those, how will those brain waves and which part of the brain is active. It's complex. And this is the key thing, you can't see it. Now, if you can't see it, nobody else can see it. And there's a lesson to be learned in there. If we're not careful, it traps us and it can decline on a slow basis. It can be a really insidious thing. I have sets of slides as presentations on my YouTube channel, which is Julie Hogbin Business Talks and Leadership. Please go and watch them if you need any more information. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel for regular updates. Mental health can decline on a slow basis or it can decline very quickly. Let's have a definition of mental health. And I will say I'm not a doctor. I have worked with tens of thousands of people in business over three plus decades. I've worked with many leaders and managers who have not dealt with their own mental health and then have to deal with issues with their staff team. It is so important we keep ourselves healthy. If we're not healthy, how do we help others? So mental health, if we nip it in the bud, mental health, if we keep it healthy, on a regular basis is as good as gold. If we don't keep it healthy and we let it decline, and if we don't do something with it early, it can create major problems for us and for others 
around us and our business. So a definition, mental health is a level of psychological well-being or an absence of mental illness. So mental health, mental illness. I know that if we keep our mental health healthy and well and deal with things at the beginning of the situation, we walk towards it because it all combines, everything combines together. None of this sits in isolation, as you will hear me say over and over. If we deal with things and we nip things in the bud, mental health stays well. If we don't nip things in the bud, it can slide. So mental health is the level of psychological well-being or an absence of mental illness. We need to be part of the movement to stop the stigma. It's not a mental health problem. We all have mental health. It's how we look after it. It is the state of someone who is functioning at a satisfactory level of emotional and behavioural adjustment. So let's think about what that means. And especially if you're running a business or you're in business, you're working with colleagues, think about the person, think about how people behave, think about how they react. Now, we all see things differently, and I'm coming on to that in a minute. We all see things differently. We all behave differently because we are not all the same. And please remember with mental health, you cannot see it. But mental health problems, mental health illness is are a common human experience and problems being in the inverted commas. What's a problem to you is not a problem to me. What's a problem to me will not be a problem to you. Mental health is a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. I researched the usage of the words psychological, emotional or mental and looked at their usage over a period of time from when they were first recorded as being used to now. Psychological, um, the meaning of it is affecting and arising of the mind related to the mental and emotional state of a person. And in the 1800s, the word almost wasn't used. In 1950, it started to appear, so, you know, after the Second World War, and then through the 60s and the 70s, it started to rise on a high scale. And from 1900, when you think about it, we've had two world wars in that period, from 1900 to 1950. And that, in reality, isn't that long ago. And I'm saying two world wars, and of course, there's been wars every day, I'm reliably informed, since the Second World War, and we've always been at war somewhere in the world. The word emotional is a strong feeling. Now, I don't know what you think about this, but emotions are one of those things, especially in the UK, with the stiff British upper lip, if you like, it's not always been spoken about. We don't, many people, massive generalisation, don't speak about their emotions. It's not the norm to speak about emotions. And looking at the use of the word, in the 1800, it didn't exist. It wasn't used. In the 1950s, it's beginning to start and then it plateaus out. And from about 1980, maybe 1990, it starts to rise. So it's becoming more common to use the word emotional and to talk about it, but only maybe from the 90s. That's not long at all, 30 years. And then if you look at the word mental, which originates from Latin, meaning mind, it's pretty consistent growth. Even in the 1800s, it was a word that was being used regularly. 
and it's a consistent upward growth and not as extreme rise in use as the other two. And I do wonder about perception of the word mental and how it was associated as a word through the ages. And of course, that generational thinking may still be with us. It's vital we break any stigma there may be attached. The reality is that we see things differently. And the key point is that we do see and experience things differently, which means that all of us are different and will have different responses and reactions to anything and everything. Please remember, you cannot see mental health. You can't see it happening and you can't see the different perceptions that we have of different things. We're not all of the, we are not all the same. That is absolutely for sure. And good mental health means being generally able to think, feel and react in the ways that you need to and want to live your life. So what's happened in 2020 um, and coming through into 2021? And it's the key timing for this. So let me list some things. This isn't necessarily completely to do with the COVID situation. These are things that would always cause issues. It has been compounded over the last, what, year and a half maybe. So isolation, restrictions, financial and business implications, the unknown, uncertainty, deaths, illness, mixed messages, fear, trust and the breaking of it, free speech and the restrictions of it, rumours, media in all forms, working from home, homeschooling. So regardless of whether we are in the pandemic or not, these things affect mental health at any point, in any decade, in any year, in any situation. Isolation restrictions, financial and business have to take hits constantly. The unknown uncertainty, deaths within the family, within the business, within anybody around you, colleagues, friends have illnesses and the mixed messages linked to all of that. Really think about the communication on that one. Fear Think about what that means. Trust, lack of trust, free speech, lack of free speech, rumours, gossip mongering, the rumour mill and media in its all its glory from social media to the TV to print. All of these things affect how we operate and affect our mental health. Really think about what you can and what can, really think about what can you do to not have some of these things negatively impact you or those that you are with. They create worry, they create anxiety, which are both forward-focused emotions. If we don't deal with the worry and the anxiety, it can lead to depression, it can lead to panic attacks, and ultimately, it can lead to suicide. And suicide is an extreme version of poor mental health in reality, and it is on the, ri on the rise. So how can you do something with this, and what can you do? Recognising the symptoms, good mental health means generally being able to think, being able to feel, being able to react in the ways that you need to and want to to live your life. So think about where you are now and how you're operating. Impaired mental health, mental illness, means being unable to think, feel and react in the ways that you need to and want to to live your life. Specifically now, worldwide, we are being restricted. 
perhaps on what we need to and want to do. So think about how that's affecting you or potentially is affecting you and potentially affecting those around you. We cannot assume it's affecting those around us because it won't be for everybody. And of course, it will be affecting some. What can you do to support yourself and then the others? And we have to look after self first before we can look after others. And some of the signs of mental illness and poor mental health, and they're quite a few, uncontrollable overthinking. Please manage what the voice in your head is doing to you and for you. Catch it out. Have the conversation. Flip the conversation you're having in your head from a negative conversation to a positive conversation. From a conversation of you can't do this to a conversation of yes I can and who can I get to help me. Another sign is problems with your memory or concentration. A feeling of dread, panic or impending doom. Dread, panic or impending doom are all forward-focused emotions. Think about why that is happening. Think about why you are feeling like that. Work out what it is and do something about it. Feeling irritable and losing your temper quicker than you would normally do. And that is a sign of conflict. It's a sign of internal conflict. Let alone what you might be experiencing with anybody else. So conflict comes internal and external. We are in conflict with ourselves, and we can be in conflict with others. Heightened awareness, you are much more aware of what's going on. You're having trouble sleeping or you are sleeping too much. Loss or increase in appetite, food, alcohol, nicotine, drugs and sex. It's imperative we get good sleep. Alcohol, smoking, eating late, poor food does affect our sleeping patterns. Hydrate, drink more water. There's reasons why the mental, um, why the um, medical professions tell us what to do. One of the other big ones linked to this is that we, you know, feeling low, lack of smiles, lack of laughter, lack of interest, wanting to escape from the situation you're in, no or less contact. So you isolate from others and exhausted because everything comes becomes a battle. Start to think how and which of these may be, be affecting you. If you think about feeling low, lack of smiles, lack of laughter, lack of interest, if you're smiling less and laughing less, put something in front of you that will make you laugh or smile. My go-to is the Graham Norton TV show, his clips that he posts up on YouTube. And I regularly look at that if I'm feeling a bit not sure or I'm recognising I haven't laughed because I find it amusing. And another top tip, really simple one, stand up, stand bolt up, right? So you've got, like you've got a, a rod of metal up your back, put your head back, look at the ceiling and laugh out loud. There is a psychological shift that happens when you do that. And you cannot have a negative and a positive thought in your head at the same time. So if you catch the negative thought, whatever it might be, have a good laugh and then change the conversation you're having in your head. If you truly laugh out loud, it changes how your whole body operates and what's going on in your mind. Think about the contact. Think about how you're communicating and connecting with others. We need contact with humans. We are basically pack animals. Think about you, how you operate with that. And for some of you, you will be lone wolves and we still need contact.
if you disassociate, you, mil- you might feel like that you're not connected to your body or like you're watching things happen around you without feeling it. Really think about if you have got into that position, think about what you need to do and who you need to talk to. Recognise it in you and recognise it in others. Coming out stronger, and this is vital for all of us, all of the time, and especially in this world. This relates to all of us across the generations, including the younger generation, children and the elderly, let alone us in the middle. Coming out stronger, we need to talk, we need to share the load, we need to talk, we need to get it out of our own head and out of our own being into the world to ask for help. If you're asking for help, take notice of the advice being given. Sometimes if we get into these positions, we ask for help, but then we don't listen. We carry on doing what we've always done. Think about asking for help and then take different steps to do things differently. Ask questions. Find out what's going on as much as you can in any arena. Listen to what's being said. And if we are the person that's being asked for help, actively listen to what's being said. Read between the lines, ask the questions to get the truth of what the real problem is. Help as many others as as we can. We all need it at various times for various reasons. And please remember, help yourself first. And that is not selfish. If you're not particularly well, if you're not great and in a good position, it's going to be really difficult to help others. And for those of you listening who are in a management and leadership role, it is vital you are looking after you in the best way you can so you can support your team. Although, of course, we can all listen and please do not take it on board. Do not take do not take the negativity that's coming at you into your own being, other people's issues, because that won't help you either. Listen, signpost, adjust things, be compassionate and do not allow their worry and anxiety to infect you. It is not yours to take on board. And please remember, energy and emotion are contagious. Make sure you're protected and make sure you are not negatively affecting others. Do not rest on your laurels and pivot. Now, if I've heard that one word, that word once through the last year, I've heard it a lot. And it's actually very true. We need to be able to look at what we're doing and work out how to do things differently. It's the good old Einstein saying, which I come back to time and time again. If you do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and are expecting different results, it's insanity. So let's look at what we do and change it. And I say that very simply, and it's not quite as easy as that. But of course, we can all do something. And then in reality, I'm going to say a really easy note on how to come out stronger. We need to eat well. The better nutrition we put in our bodies, the more water we put in our bodies. Not enough so we drown ourselves, but the better we eat, the better our body will operate for us. As well as exercising, going for a walk in nature really can change how potentially you think things through take fresh air and get it into your lungs. There are reasons why we are told to do these things from the medical profession and the bigger picture doesn't always get linked together. Meditate, learn how to relax your mind, however you do that. Learn how to relax your mind to stop the internal chatter. Meditation does not have to be sitting cross-legged with thumb and forefinger together. There are many types, so please find one that works for you. Walk in meditation, Um, gets three exercises together 
and peace of mind. So it gets you the walking, it gets you the peace of mind and you're out in nature. Talking in one thing, writing in a journal is another. Getting it out of your system, whatever it is, get it out, which stops it running rampant around and around and around your internal headspace. Once it's out, it can minimise itself. As they say, a problem shared is a problem halved. Then purely on a financial level, minimise your outgoings and maximise your incoming, if that's what you need to do. Maximise outgoings and minimise your income. No, that's wrong. Minimise your outgoings and maximise your income and learn to operate within an adjusted world. However we do whatever it is we need to do, and I'm talking to a few people currently who are saying when they get back to normal. And part of my thinking is what's normal? And I've never known the answer to that question. What is normal? What was normal? I'm listening to people talking about the new normal. If we pivot and we fleet a thought, agile our brain, we will be able to operate within any world. And I say that in complete humility because I know not everybody can do that. But the more we are open and adaptable to change, the better off we are going to be without any doubt. So think about where you are and where the people around you are as well and support everybody as much as you possibly can. Remember in to get support for you as well. And if anybody wants to talk to me about any of this, it's a genuinely an open offer, email me on connect at clavum.global. Send me an email, find me on social media, ask me the questions. I'm more than happy to have conversations. I'm more than happy to help where I can and do what I can wherever I can, however I can, and there is only one of me. I do know who, I do know people can support, and if you need support more than I can provide with this. I've had my own stress issues in the past. I've had my own mental health issues more recently because of deaths within the family that affected me badly, especially the last one. I record these recordings with humility, with some personal experience. I've supported people who have been very unwell with their mental health that have been close to me in the past as well as currently. I don't speak from inexperience and where we are currently with this wonderful world that we live in and it is a wonderful world. We are going to need to be doing more to help others within business and outside of it as well. Connect with me, talk with me, send me messages, whatever you need to do and I will respond. This is a relatively short episode 25 minutes maybe on mental health what it is how it how I suppose and what it looks like or what it potentially can look like remember you can't see it you're not always going to hear it because a lot of this is internal chatter so be cautious be conscious of who's around you be cautious of your own mental health make sure that is well as best as it possibly can be. Look after yourself, look after those around you. And if you've got any questions, please ask me. Thank you for listening to the Conscious Leadership and the Women Into Business Academy episodes. If you have any questions, please ask. You can find me on all of the normal social media channels, along with Facebook pages and groups, LinkedIn pages and a YouTube channel. If you like what you have heard, please share to spread the message. And if you have anybody or a subject matter that you would like me to either interview or talk about, please let me know.